Hey everybody, welcome to uh, episode number three of the Punk Till I Die podcast. This is your uh, one of your hosts, Tom Trauma, and uh, and this my is other Neil. Host. This is Neil over here, cool Neil. Liverpool Neil. Yeah, Neil. Falcon Neil, Neil from Skokie. You know, they Neil. said we they said we never they said we never make it to the third episode, Neil, and yet here we are. <laughs> I know it's buying all the odds. And, and, the, and the great thing is. The first one hasn't officially been out there yet, so we're more or less just sort of recording this for our own fun at this point. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's basically just me and you it's, talking to each other at this point. Pretty much. It's basically auditory masturbation. It's basically just the two of us talking to enjoy the sound of our own voices. And boy, do we but enjoy that's it. Okay. Hopefully at some, point, at some point it'll be cast out into the void for the world to appreciate, enjoy, hopefully. And so. they'll be able to enjoy our voices too. Exactly. I hope so. So, um, here, so, so here we go. So, episode, episode three. Yeah, and I, I, I mostly I think what we're going to talk about today is your experience at the fest. That your is first, that is correct. Your first time at the fest, right? First yes. and only time. Yeah, my first time at fest. So, it's, it was my. So, so it'd be. Go ahead. It'd be good to get your impressions sort of uncut because I mean it was only a few days ago you were there, so. Well, I think first of all we should uh, kind of introduce exactly what the fest is and uh, and why it's different than most other punk rock festivals because it is different. Um, yeah, no, you, you go ahead. Since you were there in the flesh, I mean, I have a pretty good idea, I think, but uh, go ahead. Yeah. So, well, you know what? Actually, let's, 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 let's no, you know, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Yeah, that's fine. Let's go ahead. Okay. Let's tear it up. All right. So, you know, someone, most, most people are probably familiar with something like Riot Fest, right? Which takes place in Chicago over three days in one park. Giant, right? like yep. huge field. Huge field, 40,000, 50,000 people in this field all getting muddy and doing whatever they do, right? Probably similar to like a Coachella or something, though I haven't been to that, but I assume it's sort of similar. Yeah. Just a ginormous field with, what does Riot Fest have, maybe six stages? Uh, like six stages, yeah, in one in one huge park. Yeah, something like some that. Big ones, so. Some big ones, like four big ones and some smaller ones, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Fest, which takes place every year in Gainesville, Florida, uh, it's a very different kind of idea. It is uh, spread over. Like Gainesville isn't a very big city, right? It's pretty small. The, the town center is pretty small and compact. Okay. And it is so fast. Is spread. They spread bands. So maybe like eighty bands, hundred bands. I'm not quite sure. Over. Yeah, like, I think there's hundred bands. Yeah, someone like that. And they spread it over like twelve small clubs all over the city. Uh, so well, maybe well, more than a hundred. It seems like every bill had at least like eight bands on it. Right? Yeah. No. Well, I think some some bands played multiple places. You know, over the yeah, three yeah, days. And, well, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so it's a three day festival, and they have it in like twelve different locations over the city. Um, most of them are indoor, like small clubs or small yep. musicals or whatever. They do have one main stage, which is outside, which is in Bo Diddley Plaza, which is yep. but 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 even so, so even. Diddley's from Bo, is Bo Diddley from Gainesville, Florida? He is. Gainesville's got I mean, a lot of musicians, that? right? Yeah. But he, yeah, but he, hot water music against me. Oh, oh, I did, and less than Jake. Um, so there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Luminaries uh, all. Yep. But but anyway, so Bo Diddley Plaza, even though it's outside, it really isn't even that big. I'd say that maybe holds like 500 people. So it really isn't like it. it really? Just, yeah, it doesn't even compare it to uh, wow. To so that's like, like club size too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because Riot Fest. Riot Fest. The last year I went, I think they said there was sixty thousand people there at one point. Yeah, that makes at sense. At one at one day, and I believe Fest. I I saw a tweet or a post, a Facebook post or something that said basically, thanks to all four thousand of you or something. Now, yes, 
I, okay, so so that I, puts us puts it into scope. So it's you know, four, I mean, four thousand is a significant amount of people doing punk rock stuff at the same time. Don't get me wrong, but but yeah, yeah. it's minor compared to some of you know, like Lollapalooza or something. Yeah. So and and like I say, Gainesville is a small city. So at least the downtown area, not not where the not where the University of Florida is. That's like a little bit further south. Okay. Um, but the actual city center itself, it's pretty small. So if you've got four thousand punk rockers walking around or you know what pretends to be punk rockers like these days you feel like taking over the city exactly they are absolutely everywhere and when like, i say you i mean them yeah yeah them <laughs> yeah exactly um so and the way they do it so each day say maybe 12 different venues there might be like eight bands on each of those venues at the same time so and i know this now and i will i will do if i go next year i will buy a 3 day pass cuz that is the thing to yeah. do Get you, you buy into the, pretty much everything as long it uh, does. Long, right? it does as long yeah. as you have this wristband a 3 day wristband you can go to any one of these clubs at any time um but you well, i mean they still have, to have capacity for you well yeah and yeah, i so, do worry a little bit about it because they still sell individual tickets for the individual shows for some of them which i don't think they used to so they have to give priority to the people who actually physically bought a ticket to the people with risk bands, right? No, sir, and I'm going to get to that in a second. Oh, that's boy. that's that's exactly I'm what... I'm irritated. Yeah, and I was irritated too. So I didn't do the three-day pass thing. I bought... Yep. Specifically, I got tickets to the um, Against Me, Less Than Jake, Teenage Bottle Rocket, Mast Intruder show. That was on the Friday night, the, the first night. That, was that outdoors then? That was. That was at the Bo Diddley Plaza. Okay. Um, And then... A couple of the other ones, uh, we 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 were going to get like single day tickets or single event tickets or whatever for those ones, right? So yep. include including one on the Thursday. Fest didn't start till the Friday, but there was like a pre fest on the yep, Thursday, yep. which was Halloween. So Halloween was absolutely mental downtown. You can't tell if people are like dressed up in a costume or if they're not being ironic. Well, what? well, here's here's what happened too. So all the students on because it was Halloween, the students ah. ven- the students ventured up to some of the clubs downtown too. So there was like these nineteen. 19- 20 year old girls like dressed as angels or slutty cops or whatever the hell it was, it was <laughs> 18th century prostitutes it, it was uh, tell you what man it was mental down there on thursday but um but the point but the, but the point is i i had tickets to one of the pre-fest shows on thursday night at lucy's which is probably my favorite bar club in the in the city um yeah. probably only holds about 100 people it's a cool wow place. um so anyway, so we went in, saw a bunch of the bands there, then came out. Uh, I can't remember why we went out um, to do something, to go to another show maybe, or I don't know, walking back to the car maybe to get something. And then when we tried to get were back you, were in you again. Were you going to smoke a joint or something and you just don't want to say it or what? Yeah, okay. No. <laughs> not me. Not me, no. Um, but anyway, when we tried to get back in, we couldn't get, well, then we'll get back in. We're oh, like, we're like, We're like, they're like, yeah, it's capacity. I'm like... We bought tickets for today. So you got to wait for somebody else to leave or what? Exactly. It's complete bullshit, right? It's complete Man, I bullshit. Guess, I guess that keeps people from going outside to smoke. It does. So basically, <laughs> basically, the thing is, even if you have a three-day pass, you have to get to the show early and basically not leave. Because if you leave to go to see another band at another venue and then try and come back, there is no guarantee that you will be able to get back into that venue, the original oh. venue, to see the band R- you want. Riot used to do that. Did you ever go to like the early, when they were doing the club version, they used to do the same thing. Well, they were running from Humboldt Park over to the Congress when they were still doing it at the Congress because you had to get there early to, yeah, that's a pain. Well, the, the the very first I went to the first riot fest, and that was just at the Congress, so that was yeah, yeah, that, yeah. so that that one yeah, wasn't, I, that I wasn't a problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, you know, um, which the Congress was. I mean, I mean, it was a big theater, but it held 
35 or something. I mean, it's relatively small. It's a gorgeous theater, and I actually went by it last week, and the place is falling down. down. I think it's right? under yeah. construction or something, yeah. But, uh, but, but anyway, so that was my first, um, my first, my first problem with Fest was, was that, was that you have tickets to a show and there's no guarantee that you were actually able, going to be able to get in to, to said show. That seems weird if you buy individual tickets. Agreed 100%. And maybe the bouncer was just I mean, being a that dick. One, like, cause like, well, okay. Was, did they have that same problem at the outdoor one, the against me one? No. Well, we went to that one early, but I don't think so. Because that's like a because because that's like a $35 ticket or something like that. I mean, it's not cheap, right? It was 40 bucks, I think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty expensive for punk rock ticket, if we're being yeah. honest. Yeah, well, for four bands, I mean, you know, for four yeah, decent but, bands, but too. But still, I mean, I mean, I like Against Me, don't get me wrong, and they're big in punk circles, but they're not, you know, they're not playing arenas. Right, agreed, agreed, yeah. No, but I, I still, I, I that 500 number blows my mind. I, 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 it's, I just, I can't even believe you because... I mean, that's just so few people. And you'd think almost everybody would kind of want to get to that show. Well, okay. No, it is it is a little weird because it's it's just all cordoned off with, like, tape and stuff like that. So, yeah. And, and, uh, so the main group, because it's got, uh, like, AstroTurf in front of the stage. It's a pretty small uh-huh. stage. And I'd say definitely the AstroTurf portion only holds about 500. Maybe in the surround. Because it was, like, kind of there was, like, food trucks. Around. Yeah, there was, like, food trucks around the outside oh, and yeah. stuff. So, you know, maybe we might talk, be talking 800, I, maybe. I know Peak peak like year a couple years ago when they really tried to go big with it the descendants played and i wonder if it was in that same spot yeah probably yeah probably because that's a big band for that you know they can draw a couple thousand i mean i by themselves i might be mental and it might actually hold like a thousand but but put it this way compared to either way it's not huge no compared to riot fest it was nothing or even compared to like punk rock bowling which i think is like in the 10 to fifteen thousand range yeah still much smaller than riot fest but Riot Fest, you know, has jumped the shark. It's not really a punk festival anymore. It's got a punk name, but it's uh, kind of an alternative rock festival. Not even rock. They have all kinds of crap, honestly. Yeah, they, they have all kinds of crap, yeah. they whatever, so, whatever they think is kitschy. So who would you see Thursday? Anybody that anybody that uh, you want to mention my name or you can't even hardly remember? Thursday, uh, there was, I think I sent you a picture of one of them. There was like some weird band from Germany oh, with two chicks, in, like, the bell white, white bell bottoms. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they were called like hot sugar or no sugar or something like that. Okay. Um, but then there was a good band. Um, there was a good band that played on Thursday night. Oh, protagonist. You said, protagonist. Right? Yes. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. I was going to have to look I that meant up to for che- a I meant to check them out, but I never got to. I, I, when you said that, I thought, I think I have a seven inch by them. And I went and dug through my stuff. But it was actually Protestant was the band oh, I was thinking of. So. Okay. Well, these guys were, were very... Were they like a punk band? Yeah. The yeah. band, what were they? They were kind of a mix, right? So they were like uh, late 90s, early 2000s, maybe sounding a little bit like Dag Nasty mixed with Operation Ivy or something like that. And they did an Operation Ivy cover. Um, and this was at Lucy's on this tiny stage, and there was like five of them trying to jump around and stuff. So that was pretty humorous. But they were good. They were good. In fact... I was going to go and buy some merch by them, but like I said, then we went outside and then You're we couldn't out. and then we couldn't get back in again. <laughs> so I couldn't buy their merch. So did you ever get back in or just say screw it? We just said screw it um cuz the oh. the bouncer was kind of being a dickhead, so uh so sorry protagonist, we didn't we Sorry didn't protagonist, buy, you lost yeah. 7 bucks because Neil was going to buy 7 inch. <laughs> exactly. Well, they had like two <laughs> albums and some shirts and stuff like that oh, really? all laid okay. out on the pool table. Now, the annoying thing is when we left, the place was not even close to being full. Mm. There was probably only about 60 people in there when we left. 
So they saw the old British guy leave. They're like, finally, we can get in there and be have fun. Yeah, and I wasn't being too much of a dick. I was so <laughs> that you remember. Uh, yeah, not that I remember. now that is true because Lucy's if you get gin and tonic, they sell it to you in a it's in a pint glass for fuck's sake. Nice. Yes. So I so, did. Uh, I was I was nice and happy that night. That's true. That's good. <laughs> Yeah, so, so so instead of going back in, we just walked around and looked at all the um, all the co-eds and the weird Halloween costumes. The, that was wonderful. The, oh. <laughs> Did that sound creepy enough? That's well, <laughs> it, it, it 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 is it is tough, man. You, you know, you know, little secret. You and I both have young adult daughters. That's very true. So yes. it definitely puts a slightly different spin on it. But it's it's it is tough because we live in a, you know, the 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 punk culture is really woke when it comes to sexuality. At least they pretend to be. And I, I, I mean, I, I try not to be a creepy old man too, but it's, it's really difficult when you, when I think the prevailing attitude is don't sexualize me, but then sometimes I swear they're trying to sexualize themselves. I know it's not my right to say, and I know I'm going to get beat up for saying that, but well, no, but, but that, uh, the Halloween costume is, for, is sure, for sure. I mean, the Halloween costume, yeah. some of them are just ridiculous. Right. So, and, and that's being done on purpose. So anyway, I remember they, a couple of years ago, my daughter and I went to the warp tour in, in was it Detroit or Chicago? I think it was. We went to both. I think it was in the Detroit area, and like I swear, the one of the main choices for young girls for for a shirt was bra. <laughs> it's just like I mean, I, I'm walking around with my you know 16 year old daughter. Oh boy. Yeah. Anyway, it's all good. it's all good. All good. Well, anyway, so that's you. You, you, you kept, if you were being creepy, you kept it to yourself, right? Uh, tried to. Yes. Yes. Well, and <laughs> also good. these some of these some of these young ladies. Let's put it that way. Um, so drunk they couldn't walk in a straight line and i'm uh, guessing 19 20 you know 18 19 20 years old i have no idea how the hell they were getting that fucked up but they, anyway there we go of course at your age it's hard to tell how old somebody is right uh, like i know i look at the, every, every young girl seems so young i mean they're 25 who knows right dude that's true uh, that, and that's sad right so the average okay so for us is 18 years old now and i think the main crowd that it draws is really like a 35 year old crowd right yeah, we're gonna to get to that as well. My okay. my oh, my, my anger I mean, my, ang- my anger at the mid thirty five year uh, the mid thirty <laughs> year olds, yes, and how serious they are. Yeah, anyway. So anyway, so that was Thursday night and Friday we did some record shopping at the two record stores in town. Excellent. Uh, yeah, our, uh, actually, not very much. Our Ozaim, which was the used record store, like the more independent record store, that was picked clean. Mm. That's right in the middle of downtown. It's like three clubs surrounding it, and that place was pick clean. All they had left was the bad seventies rock that I talked about yeah, pretty much last weekend. Exactly right. <laughs> they, you, you'd have been. Uh, you'd, actually, John would be in heaven there with the Well, it depends how cheap it is. Like I'm only doing it if it's cheap. I'm not paying like you know eighteen bucks for Deep Purple or right. You know. <laughs> well, yeah. Who would? Yeah. Who would? Well, somebody. Yeah. So uh, I actually didn't buy anything from there, and. Um, I think uh, as as a side note, last year when I was there, I think I kind of pissed off the guy that runs the place because uh, he had all these signed albums that he was saying, you know, was signed by. He had all kinds of different artists, right? Elvis Costello and yeah. The Pretenders and like Led Zeppelin and all these ones that were all signed. And they were all signed in Silver Sharpie. And I'm like, I, I, well, I'm like, are you sure these are legit? And he's like, yeah, I got them from this collector or whatever. And I'm like, oh, d- they were all dude. signed. They were all signed by Morrissey. <laughs> 
<laughs> I say I'd have bought them then. No, um, I'm like, I, I don't think they had silver Sharpies in like 1977 when this was supposed to be signed. Well, and maybe so, maybe they signed them as, you know, older. But yeah, if it's got like John Bonham's signature on it and silver Sharpies, yes, it could be a yes, problem, right? John Bonham and I think Sid Vicious, they had one that was supposedly signed by Sid as well. So, oh, that's was, so, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge collector of signed things. So it's really not an issue for me. Pretty much everything I have signed, I got signed. Right. But. Yeah, that would suck, man, if you spent big money and got scammed on that. But Yeah. And, and, and you know, maybe they are legit. Maybe I'm 100% incorrect and these were all on the level. But just to my eyes, they didn't look on the level. Anyway, that's that's beside the point. That was last year. This year, they didn't really have very much. I was very surprised. Um, and... Screwed up and didn't buy that Sid Vicious Silver Sharpie signed Sex Pistols record. Well, I actually, I actually thought it was signed by the whole band that it was like 400 bucks or something. Actually, well, it actually Matlock. wasn't bad. I, I'd pay for Glenn Matlock's signature. He's, he's good. Go. He's good. Good songwriter. He'd, he'd pay you to take it. Yeah. <laughs> He's, like, he's not Pete Best. Come on. <laughs> um, so then we wandered over to the other record store in town, which is five minutes away. And uh, but that's all new stuff. And mm. they actually had a really good collection. I actually did buy a Buzzcock single in there. One of the more recent. Uh, it's one of the recent. It was off my way. That last album. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah See yeah. now that was on that was on No Idea Records right there in Gainesville. Oh okay. Oh that's probably why it was there then. Okay. You know the the thing is you know obviously. It's funny, these smaller towns, Gainesville, not being a real big town, you know, if there is, there was the No Idea Records, the label there, and I think that was kind of a pivot point, and, you know, and then a band like a, a Hot Water Music or Against Me, their first albums were on that label, and, you know, the, and that's kind of, the scene kind of fed off itself, you know, you need a linchpin. All those smaller scenes, you know, whether it's a band or a label or, or whatever, um, and yeah, that's, that. you can thank idea records for the the uh scene that exists there i think largely okay interesting so anyway i got that buzzcock single it was uh, oh i got so angry too do you ever go to a record store and um you see someone like in the in the you section and they pick up something like the second before you get to that section uh, it's like i would have bought that very often because usually yeah. i swear the stuff i like i go back three months later it's still <laughs> well but, i yeah. I wish, and this was this little nerdy guy, little nerdy looking guy in uh, shorts that were much too short, and a backpack. Which oh, again, we'll, we'll get shorts. we'll get to that later I'm again too. Keeping it knee length, dude. I'm keeping yes, it knee keep it knee length or longer. Yes, please. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm like, hold on, did he just pull a social unrest record out of there? Mm. And sure enough, he did. He had a social unrest twelve inch. Was and, it uh, like you know they made a couple in the nineties? Was it the nineties stuff or was it the eighties stuff? Um, hold on a second. Let me take a look at what it was because I remember what the cover looked like. But I was just so amazed that anybody would even know who Social Unrest was. It's mostly <laughs> this like normal looking, normal looking dude. You know. Hold on one second. You say something interesting, Tom, while I look this up. I got a couple records too. I got I had to atone for last time for last week. Oh yeah. When <laughs> like, I bought all those bad. Or bought some bad seventies records when seventies and eighties records when my wife and I went and had a romantic weekend. So uh, our mutual pal Dave Parasite, you know, has been selling a lot of records. I think he's I, I don't know exactly what his situation is, but they haven't been able to tour, so he's been selling off his records. So I got that I got the split that they did with the Raging Nathans. I got that on yellow. That's good, isn't it? That's a really it really it's good very single. Tasty. It's yeah. good, good pop punk, and I got. That's uh, actually is a reissue of their very first album, which is called, I think it was called Pair. Anyway, it's called Pair of Sides, like Pair of Sides. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting. It's interesting because the Parasites originally had like two main guys who did the singing and songwriting. 
as opposed to just Dave. And Dave used to go by Nikki back in the day. I don't know what that's all about. He teased his hair and whatever. <laughs> okay. But but it's really interesting because it was not only very Ramonesy, but it actually reminded me a lot of like the replacements. There was a lot of face shifting and stuff with the guitars and a oh, lot of just interesting. Just a different sound, but good. I mean, I, I mean, I, I definitely recommend it. Um, and then the the other thing I bought is, um, and I'm, I've been obsessed with this band. I'm trying to get everything, all their singles on vinyl, even though I have a, uh, your hate one of your hated uh, compilation CDs that has all the singles on it. That goes on but for like six hours. Okay. They're uh, <laughs> no, this one's not that long. <laughs> this one actually feels like an LP. Honestly, it's it's a great listen. It's called uh, Rolling Blackouts. But anyway, the name of the band is break anchor they're from detroit they're a newer band like 2010s uh older guys some of them uh the main the main the singer from the suicide machines is one of the two main guys okay uh jay navarro's name is but anyway i've been obsessed with getting all their singles i just got i don't think it's their first one but i just got their split with a band called holiday body bag but break anchors really i love that band i'm gonna they'll definitely be on my list of bands to make you listen to against your will one of these days that's but, a good. That's a good name. I don't mind the name at all. No, they said so they're from Detroit. They play like a. It remind you. I know they were kind of shooting for that kind of like that Bay Area kind of op Ivy, you know, pop punk, but not modern pop punk. You know. Yeah. Like yeah. pop punk when it still was good. When it was still good, yeah, yeah, I yeah. hear you. Anyway, so what was the what was the social unrest? It was uh, the album from 1988 called "Now and Forever," which I believe okay, I was the. I was say it wasn't like "Making Way for Youth" or one of their classics. No, this was the third album uh, from 1988, and it was only released in Europe. It looks like so this guy got a real damn bargain. Um, oh, and he you should have punched him in the kidney. <laughs> Well, and, you know, uh, I mean, well, he's wearing short shorts. I mean, how how much is he going to defend himself? Well, and he's he just going to curl up into a ball. He kept putting it down, like to look through other albums. So I was very tempted just to like, just, like walk by and you give know, him the hard shoulder and just grab it, or just or just grab it and like pay for it on the way out, you know, and not and not tell him. But uh, but yeah, but anyway, I'm looking. Yeah, because his... now now you'll end up buying it from from him on Discogs for like forty eight bucks. Well, actually, I'm just <laughs> looking on Discogs right now, and uh, they're for sale for like eighteen bucks. So I guess oh, it's, I not... guess it's not difficult. What was the price on that one? Did you see it? I didn't see it. I I did not see it. But it was just weird because I was just looking about to look in the S's, and he got there just before me. So. But uh, weird band social unrest because they seem to have like two or three different singers. So the classic singer, I think, left after like the first album. So okay. with like Rat in the Maze so and were, Making Room they for were Youth. Like SoCal, right? Or no? Yeah, they were SoCal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Excellent, excellent band. A lot of people, you know, social distortion, social unrest, get them. Well, not, well, con- not yeah, confused, much but, much you know, style. much different, yeah, I, completely different style. Yeah. I have, uh, <laughs> I know you hate these, but I have like a. They did a complete studio recordings, volume one and two. And I know I have volume one, I don't have volume two which probably has that album on it you just mentioned. Yeah. So it's one of those, you know, 70-minute CDs that you hate. And I also have an album that they put out in the 90s called New Lows or something maybe? 1996, New Lows, yes. Yeah, okay. So anyway, I got to get that Complete Studio Recordings Volume 2. And they put out an EP in 2010. So I don't know really? if they're still going or they get together every once in a while. I'm not sure. Mm. But anyway. They're not going to make it out to the Midwest to see us. So No, never, no. So, but they're I, playing these, you know, you look at these bills of these, like, like in Santa Ana on a random Saturday night, and there'd be, like, six amazing hardcore bands that I've never seen all playing on one, you know, just 
one right. old man Bill, like yeah, on a Bill. Saturday night in 2018 or whatever. Old man Bill, that could be my yeah. new name. That'll be my new name. Old there man you Bill. Go. Old man Neil. Anyway, okay. So where where, where were we at? So I was you... at record stores, and then yep. after the record stores, we went and got a pint, and then we went to the Bow Diddley Plaza because. And I'll tell you what. One thing about Fest. They so that have... was this. This is Friday. Then when you were going to go yep. see the the big yep, show. The big show. Sure were... Yeah. And I'll tell you what. They do have their shit nailed down because like they're they're um. The lineup, they'll have exactly what time the bands are going on mm. till you know what, and it's all written, it's all on the website, you know. So no punk time. Yep, no, exactly. So doors were at five o'clock, and Mast Intruder were on at five thirty, and boy, they were on five, at five thirty. Thirty. Yes. Yep. And probably off at six. Six ten. So. Oh, they got forty minutes. Yep, that's Mast- like maximum max. Mast Intruder <laughs> got forty minutes, and then Teenage Bottle Rocket at six thirty, and they played till seven twenty. So they played for fifty minutes. Wow. Yep. That's like 22 songs. Yeah. 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 So, so both those bands were both, both very good. Uh, yeah, they were. The weird thing about Mast Intruder was, I don't know if because they were playing during the day, they were not allowed to use um, all the speakers or something because they were quiet. Really? Yeah. I mean, we were right up front. Well, you'd think if there was noise ordinance issues, it'd be worse at night. Than... I would See, I would have thought that too, so it didn't make any sense to me, but Mast Intruder were quiet. Um, they did the normal shenanigans. It was it was really funny. It was a really yeah. good it was a really good show. But they always are they're great live, right? So that was good. And then Teenage Bottle Rocket uh, came on and they did their usual thing too. And man, uh, they put on a great show. They were hundred percent into it. Uh, you know, laid all out, laid it all out there, and uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, just the regular stuff. It was a combination of all their albums, including some off the latest album, and uh, which was, I haven't heard yet. You haven't? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's well, you you'll know it. You know, so same. I mean, yeah, the same stuff. Two, second time through, second time through, you're singing along. Yeah, I saw it propped up on the shelf at your place when I was over there. I, yeah, should have had you throw it on. Yeah, I, I, I will. It's one of those albums. You know, we're getting to the end of the year now, and one of the big punk news things is always to make a list of your favorite albums. Mm-hmm. So that we're. You, we're going to do some version of that. I don't know what we're going to do. I hope you can pick out 10 new albums that came out in 2019 that you liked. Me? Hell no. Because <laughs> I we usually do 20, and I usually have to winnow it down from 30 or so. Um, some years are harder than others. Yeah. Actually, I got a pretty long list this year. But anyway, we'll do we'll do like top 10. I'll remind I, you. There's some good stuff. I could probably do five. Uh, so anyway, so <laughs> Less Than Jake came on then, and Less Than Jake I don't really care for very much, and um, they sounded they're great. Pretty, they're pretty upbeat, pretty, I mean, they're they're one of those bands to me where it's like, they're fun, but I wouldn't listen to them at home. Uh, yeah, well, about 20 minutes of them was enough for me live, so we <laughs> left after 20 minutes. And, and they probably in, got an hour, right? They got 7.40 to 9.10, they got an hour and a half. No way. An hour and a half, yes. That's ridiculous no punk band should play an hour and a half unless they're like social d or i mean that's too long well they got an hour well, they're, not the he- they're not even the freaking headliner local heroes anyway, though, my friend sorry. local heroes uh yeah, so that's true well, you so know, against me too how long they get? hour and a half okay yeah so wow, less than less than jake uh too too many joking things between songs to everyone's telling a little jokes and stuff they had those big inflatable things you would see outside of like a used car sales uh used car place it was ridiculous it was too jokey jokey too slick sorry so, they were having too much fun for they, you well they were <laughs> 
they they were and it was all too rehearsed and but damn one thing they had oh down, yeah that's that's the worst isn't it like if they're being funny that's one thing but if you feel like they're just trying out the same old jokes over and over again that's right eh. yeah the same old yeah you stick. see a band twice or three times on one tour and the first time you thought they were funny and the second third time you're like oh they're doing the same shit right that's always a bummer so, but I tell you what, they have the merch thing down. They must have had like thirty different shirts, or full oh. full color shirts and stuff. They had How like how you get? They had, they had less. They had less than Jake Street signs. They had everything. I've never seen a band with so much merch. <laughs> uh, so did you get the license plate, or what? You? Yeah, I got it and threw it at them. <laughs> uh, but so, anyway, because so, you're not a huge less than Jake fan, I'm not. I'm really not either. I don't dislike them, but I'm not. It's just not. I'm not into much of the third wave of Scott all but you know you know what it was you know what it was I'm thinking back to I mean I was there in like 79 right when the specials and madness and that yep. that wave of Scott came out and I don't that, really like that either but yeah well that well yeah but that wasn't jokey jokey that was you know combination yeah. of black and white political you know yeah. they were coming through a really shitty third, time. third wave Scott was definitely jokey man I mean you look at somebody like a real big fish I mean it was the whole thing was one big joke right so it's a, to, to me it's not even in the same it's not even the same genre yeah. right? it's just it's just is what it is so I left and we went and got some pizza and stuff at Big Lou's and, uh, and had a couple of drinks and stuff and came back when that was over now the nice thing about Gainesville again is it's so small you can hear the band like basically everywhere so Jeez. you so you can tell when the show is when the show's ended. So it's like okay, they're setting up for the next band. Let's go on their back. <laughs> exactly. So we came back for Against Me, and um, they were fantastic. I have to say. I mean, I'm not that huge of an had, Against had Me you fan. Seen them before? No, that was my first time seeing them. And I mean, I have some other albums, uh, but uh, they were they they really impressed me. They did they did two albums. They did Searching for a Form of Clarity um, from back, and then they did New Wave. So Which they did, is okay. At the good. time, I wasn't that yeah. crazy about it, but it's grown on me. Yeah, it's good. So uh, anyway, I was amazed. I was surprised by how much I I enjoyed them. I really did. So, uh, I, so so I've seen against me a bunch of times. I I really I actually really like them, um, but their crowd, man. Back in the old days, they they used to do the DIY punk thing. No question about it. Even though you know they started out kind of folky and they came through the small clubs, but when, uh. When Lord, I don't even know how to say it politically correctly. When when Tommy became Laura Jane, right, it brought out an entirely different crowd. The crowd was is less punk, and if you go see them at a club, I, I don't even know what to call them. Maybe like an activist crowd or like a like a trans friendly crowd, which what? is fine. I mean, I don't care. They're not hurt. You know, it's not hurting me any. But it's it's definitely a weird. It's definitely a weird crowd. It's like. That that community, which is supportive of one another enough, that the style of music doesn't even matter, which is good, you know good. I'm not even once again. I'm not. I'm not trying to disparage the situation, but it's the shows have changed, no question. Well, I'll tell you what. Hold that thought because I'm going to play some music and break up this 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 snorefest. Okay? Are you going to play us, dead or alive? Of us, of us talking to each other. Are you going to play dead or alive? Did I inspire you to play dead or alive? I, I maybe maybe I will. Poor old Pete. He's dead. Rest in peace, Pete. Um, no, what I'm gonna play? I'm gonna play some real punk rock to because this to wash the taste less, of some of the take. to wash to wash the taste of some of the shit that I saw this weekend <laughs> out of my out of my uh, out of my mouth. No, I'm gonna play uh, something. Hey, off the, the taste sec- you got in your mouth. You can't blame the music for the taste you got in your mouth, buddy. I don't know what you, I don't know what you did between bands, but hey, it's still that cheap gin and tonic. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, you I am gonna play a track off the second Conflict album. 
Uh, the album was Increase the Pressure, and the track I'm going to play is from Protest to Resistance. And this is what punk rock should sound like, everybody, just so, uh, just so you can take note. So here you go, From Protest to Resistance, Conflict. There you go. Hope you enjoyed that. Hope it blew the wax out of your ears. That, that is one that. of those bands that I really need to get into more. I, I mean, I'm aware of them, and I've heard of a little bit of their stuff, but I am not very well-versed in conflict. I Well, I, I mean, I, interpersonal conflict and whatnot, <laughs> but not, you know, the band. I, I love conflict. They're, um, you know, they they always get compared to Crass. But, yeah, um, but they're a little more aggressive musically than Crass. Aggressive musically and aggressive in person, too. Like, Crass were the pacifists, and Conflict were not pacifists at all. If skinheads oh. came to their gigs, if people came to the gigs to cause trouble, uh, Colin would be out in the audience with a baseball bat. He was not <laughs> He was not afraid of that shit at all. And he still isn't. He was, I mean, they were, yeah, and they were aggressive. Um, what's it called? Animal, animal Liberation Front people. They were going to liberate, you know, animals from... Oh. Uh, from, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right so so enough of, enough of the uh enough of the violent yes punk rock let's talk, talk about let's talk about the 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 sham punk rock that 
so 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 you want to talk any more about the bands or you want to i mean was there more music you saw or you you more you want to talk about the audience well okay so let's 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 do that first so uh saturday so that was friday so after after that after against me went home and had some more drinks you know yada 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 right um saturday we were gonna go and see i can't even remember who it was we were gonna go and see i tried to get single day tickets and i could not get them they were sold out Mm. of the one of the place that i wanted to go um because there was some there was some good you know b b level type bands you know like some of the clubs might be having like three or four b level type bands starting at noon you know i don't know it Um, seems like most of the headliners are b level bands i think you're talking about c level bands okay yeah see okay well bands you'd heard of how's that well hey most of my favorite bands are c or below so it's fine yeah um i think i was gonna i think because i think at the high dive on saturday i think i think it was like uh the dopamines and the copyrights and bands oh, like yeah, that right stuff. Yeah, yeah yes bands like that so but anyway we couldn't get in we couldn't get tickets to any of this stuff so we tried two different places and there were single day tickets were sold out or whatever so what we ended up doing we ended up going to a brewery um mm. that always had, a good choice that had like six bands on and it was free was that now was that a was that a fest thing or was that just like a no it was, college town no thing? it was it was a fest thing Okay. It was a fast thing. It was in a different part of town. It was a, like a little bit further west, I believe. Mm. Um, mm. And it was called Cypress and Grove. Cypress and Grove Brewery. Really nice. Big place. Big space. I mean, you don't see breweries anywhere near this big in Chicago unless they're a major. Because mm. uh, they had like a... Oh, and also on, on Saturday, there was a big football game on. The Florida were playing Georgia, which I guess is a huge... Was that home or, it was it, home well, or away? It was actually... It's such a big game. They have it in Jacksonville. But every oh, right. everybody was glued to the TV. Right in the so, middle, yeah. <laughs> so so this so this uh, brewery had like a big screen, so people could come in and watch that. But then they also had bands in the back room. So I saw. Let's see, who did I see? There was a band called Dead Feeling, who were kind of post punky. Okay. Another band <laughs> from familiar. another band from New York called Lepeche with a really cute lead singer. They were again kind mm. of post punky. Um, then another couple of bands, one called Telepathic Lines, and one called Body Heat. Mm. And uh, I mean, they were all good. They weren't. Now, none of them I'd say were punk rock bands, which was kind of refreshing, actually. Were, like I said, two were post punky, one kind of kind of like mid eighties REM type stuff, kind of a bit not country, mm. but like kind of what you'd call college rock back in the day. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But like I said, today because th- there was nothing like that on this on any of the bills, that was kind of refreshing, actually. I didn't yeah, mi- you know, I didn't that's the thing you're talking about, like the copyrights, dopamines bill. I, I mean, I'm sure that it would be great, and I'd love to go see it. But I, I have been to these things where you're, there's five or six four or whatever pop punk bands that are so similar right that it's like i mean like i'm trying to write a review and i'm like oh i want to write the exact same thing about this band as i did about the last band right yeah so yeah no it's it's cool little bride is good yeah so uh so we stayed at this brewery for a while and had some more beers and stuff like that and then uh and then we just headed back downtown and walked around and went to somewhere else and had something, something for dinner and stuff because we couldn't get into any of the shows. So, but actually, mm. we could, um, like I said, you could you could hear the bands on the main Bo Diddley stage and no matter where you were. So we actually just went. Because Against Me were on the second night as well. Okay. They Was there were, other bigger bands that you recognize the names of out there? Well, oh, okay, so Saturday night at the Bo Diddley Plaza, uh, AJJ, uh, the, Bron- the Bronx... Joy, Joy, Joyce Manor. Boy, not much in my wheelhouse, but that's all right. Jewelbox. 
yeah. And then again, the hits keep coming. Yeah, and against me doing white crosses and transgender dysphoria blues. Okay. Yeah. Um, What I will say is that didn't seem to be cool. If if you're a big against me fan, you could have seen him play four albums in two nights. That's cool. I mean, I'm down with it. I will say there wasn't. There didn't seem to be half as many people there the second night as there was the first night. Yeah. Uh, but see, see, that's maybe. I mean, what's the big album with the young people? I mean, they always talk about the first one, uh, the uh, reinventing Axl Rose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one for um, uh, the Eternal Cowboy or the man. I have all these records too. It's terrible. My mind is, isn't soft. It, isn't the one called like Pints of Guinness makes you stronger or something? Yeah, like that's it? on the first album. That's on reinventing yeah. Axl Rose. Oh, it but, is. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but no, I just surprised. Like, I, I mean. Is has White Crosses become the album that people? I mean, they had their only like legit radio hit. Oh, it did. What was that? Thrash Unreal. Okay. Thrash Unreal. Um, I mean, I don't think it's played a ton anymore, but it was. Uh, I mean, that was they put out two major label albums, and it was, uh, New Wave and White Crosses. Okay. I don't know if White Crosses got any airplay or not. Maybe I was a teenage that. Anyway, they were both solid records, but definitely not quite as edgy as their independent stuff. But they've aged okay. Mm. But anyway, so that show on Saturday yeah, started at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon or something oh, out in Bo Diddley Plaza. So, yeah, that was when AJJ were on. was at uh, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Ugh. Yeah, yeah are you you an AJJ guy? No, not at all. No. Yeah, me neither. No. I, I, I mean, you know, once again, nothing against them. I'm sure they're great guys, but it doesn't do anything for me. Well, no, it, I mean, it always annoys me when they and feel like they have to change the name because of some kind of stupid pressure. All political correctness. Yeah, because yeah. of pressure. That really annoys the hell out of me. So, anyway, that's... I mean, most of the kids have no idea what Andrew Jackson did. Right. So, they'd have um, been fine, but well, yeah, whatever. Well, it was just the name Jihad, wasn't it? Isn't that why they got all... Oh, was it Jihad? Yeah, or was I, it the... <laughs> I think it was the Jihad bot that everyone got upset about. It was the about. Andrew Jackson. Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think anyone cares about Andrew Jackson. But, I don't uh, even care about Jihad, but hey, whatever. So anyway, I, so I, I, I don't like the preemptive political correctness, you know, where they under a lot of pressure. Was there a protracted letter-writing campaign against them? I doubt it. Well, I can remember John mentioned it back on the show in the day, like two or three years ago when when Ricky was on, I think, and, there was, you know, you, there, was a talk, there was talk about why they were changing the name and stuff. Yeah, pretentious statement that sounds like it was written between by a lawyer and a yep. SGW. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, so because we couldn't get in anywhere else, I went to another. There was another version of Lucy's, which is like out in the sticks. So we went there instead and just got drunk. So that there was you cool. go. So that was Saturday, and then Sunday, um, same kind of deal. Really, we tried to get single day tickets. We have actually we stood in line for twenty minutes to try and get into uh, one place. Where was it? The Atlantic, I believe, because yeah. I think Signals missed Midwest, and uh, uh, there was a whole there was a whole bunch of bands. So maybe it was the High Dive. I don't. Oh, we tried two different places. That's right. We tried the High Dive. We had the copyrights were on Dopamines, and the Avengers were going to be on that night, but not till eleven. But um, mm. we, we couldn't get in there. So you didn't see Stiff Little Fingers? Did they play a club? They no. They played. They played Bodilly Plaza. Ah, on the sun on the Sunday nights, and that was okay. that was fifty bucks. Um, and I just and I just seen them like you know yeah last, had a much better a much more week. intimate right yeah and they weren't even uh, they only, they were only playing for an hour because Jawbreaker was headlining mm. yeah well Joy, but that's the crowd again Joytaker yeah Joytaker were playing for an hour and a half so he can keep that he can stick that where the sun don't shine as far as Joy, I'm concerned Joytaker 
That's what I call Jawbreaker. Oh, it's called Jawbreaker. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a catchy name for a band. Neil. Actually, it's not bad, is it? No. Uh, so we... some, some band toiling away in Dayton, Ohio right now with that name. <laughs> so we couldn't get into the high dive, and then we tried the Atlantic. We stood in line for the Atlantic, and we couldn't. They just sold our last two tickets. So we couldn't get in there either. So we ended up going to another free show. And this one was at an outdoor pizza, pla- uh, pizza place called Big Lou's, which has excellent pizza. And uh, we saw Billy Lyre and uh, some guy playing acoustic called Danny Hughes. And then Walt Hamburger, who's from Wisconsin, doing um, solo stuff. And then uh, a band called Teenagers. Well, it was just two of them, really. I guess from they're from Boston. Oh, Philly. I'm sorry, they're from Philly. But it was just two of them doing an acoustic so, thing. So, so Billy Lyre solo or had a band with him? Billy Lyre was solo that day. I guess he had played a full band set the night before. Uh, but he's he's playing he's playing here in town on Sunday. Okay, and it's a very strange bill because all the rest of the bands appear to be hardcore bands. Hmm. But I'm gonna try to get over there and check it out if I can. I like his new record, which is a full band. Yeah, it kind of kind of reminds you of like a oh you know like Frank Turner at his punkest mixed yeah. with you know like a Flogging Molly. You know, a little bit of that Floggy Molly, Pose, Dropkick Murphys kind of thing, but maybe a little more straight-up rock and roll. I, I don't know. Anyway, I, I kind of dig it. Um, hey, some Scotland. My, my, pal, some... my pal Toby from Red Scare sent me a copy of it, and I was going to review it, but somebody already, already reviewed it. So I said I'll, I'm going to try to go check out the show and maybe write up something about it. We'll see. From, we'll see. From Scotland, I believe, right? Yes. I think from Scotland, yes. yeah. yeah. So anyway, because so, they, they were out, they were selling, they had a tiny little merch table set up outside this pizza place. So, But anyway, that was a really pleasant way to spend a sunny afternoon in Florida, because when I left Chicago yeah. on Thursday, it was snowing. So and the weather's being, horrible, and it's dark at freaking 5 o'clock. Yep. It sucks. So being down there in the sun, and it was like 75 degrees, and it was just gorgeous on a nice Sunday afternoon. So They're saying next weekend, Neil, it's supposed to be like January. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. My will to live is shrinking already. It's not even December. Well, maybe by January it'll be like it'll be like April, and it'll be yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So anyway, so that was that was another free show. So that was cool. And again, because it was something a little different, it was all acoustic. So I actually didn't mind it very much Mm. at all. So, um, like I say, Bo Diddley Plaza that day was Mariachi Al Bronx, Screaming Females, American Steel. Stiff Little Fingers and Joy and uh, Joy Taker, yeah, um, hmm. <laughs> uh, and I can't even not ima- Jawbreaker, Jawbox. No, it was Jawbreaker. It was Jawbox the night before. Oh, they had all the jaw bands. They had all the jaw bands. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So there you go. You had all your jaw I mean, bands. I, and to, I would place. definitely take Jawbreaker over Jawbox, just because I know a handful of Jawbreaker songs. I mm-hmm. hardly know any Jawbox songs. I would take a Broken Jaw over both. How was that? <laughs> Um, you say that, but speaking <laughs> of, did you skate? I did. I got to skate some on Saturday too. It was my first time and back you on board. Break your jaw, so you, you're. Yeah, I was very tentative, man. It was it was scary. Yeah. The first half hour I was like, ah, what am I doing? But it was fine. Yeah, I got it in, so I'm proud of myself. So. Well, that's cool. Well, yeah. you don't have to worry about skating in Chicago anytime soon. No, that's true. I bet they left all my pads and shit down there, so they'll be down there for the next time we go down to Gainesville. so anyway so that was fest for me that was my three-day fest experience it was fun um the things i liked were how prompt all the bands were how you knew exactly what time the bands were going to be on i thought that was cool rather than bands just showing up whenever the hell they wait that's like like a really that's like a really old man observation (laughs) 
It was a well-oiled machine, you know? Well, buddy, I'm just trying to the tell you... The engineers did a good job. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you the things I enjoyed, because, you know, there's a lot of things that made me angry. Yes. <laughs> uh, so that was good, and also it was... Uh, you know, there was there was a police presence and stuff, but it was really it was the 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 bouncers. They've been doing it for eighteen years. They they yeah. I mean, it was really good natured on the whole, and the bouncers weren't too aggressive. You know, in uh, fact, it was people you know in teenage ball rocket, the people that were like oh trying to do stage invasions or crowd surfing or whatever. They would the the bouncers would just had a big smile on their face and they'd help them over the barricade and they'd run back around and do it again, which after a while got really freaking annoying. But because uh, the same people kept doing it. Yeah, but uh, but there you go. Um, you got to stand back far enough, right? So you don't have to deal with it. Yeah, well, yeah, I just go to the side, to the left hand side, where I always go. Mm. Getting kicked in the back of the head is not one of my favorite things to do when I'm no. standing there watching a show. And it always seems to be the biggest galoots as well who were doing, uh, who were doing the freaking who were doing the body surfing or whatever. You know, these guys, six foot five guys. You know, eventually, I've seen it where the crowd just says enough's enough and just spreads like the Red Sea and <laughs> drops them like Moses in the middle. Yeah. So, yeah, that's always good. That's always good. It's an acceptable way to deal with it as far as I'm concerned. Agreed. Um, more than more than like throwing a blow into the groin while they pass above you. I, I, okay, so that that leads me to the to the thing that annoyed me the most was getting I, punched I, in the groin. I, I don't under, I don't understand to what what this scene is these days. I really don't. <laughs> and maybe it's just a Florida thing because it isn't like this as much it's in not, Chicago. Dude, it's not. Didn't we talk about this last? Like, we talked about this last week. Well, it's, we did, but but this was not. like this was like that on acid. Um, okay, so the punk rock thing in 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 Florida because I assume most of these people were locals is a everybody has to have a beard it's freaking mandatory that everybody and it's not like a like a beard like one of the guys from slayer or something or like yours even it's these are like short manicured beards right these are like 35 year old guys who probably have good office jobs and that and this is their weekend for going out and getting wild whatever um they all wear shorts which are much too short and much too tight that is strange because i'm used to like big baggy combat shorts and shit right that's what that's the chicago look and these guys are all wearing shorts that look fucking tiny um and then the multiple piercings were, they were some of them like just like rolled up jeans uh maybe maybe uh, I, I mean I, there were so it many just seem, it just seems so feminine to me well yeah that that was a thing and the piercings the big stupid things in the ears oh uh, yeah the big <laughs> so you, you you take it out and you have like big ear labias <laughs> You ever see those? How old? How, how old? How old do we sound? Listen, these, well, you these know, kids. I, I, I don't you know, get the pierce, it. The piercing thing. Definitely, I I missed it only by a few years because you know people even now like in their late thirties and early forties were big into that scene. I mean, I I don't I don't mind some mild mild piercing you know my wife's got her nose pierced my daughter's got her nose pierced I, it doesn't it doesn't bother me at all but i never for me it's just it's just not well dude does that does the, does or the... more from the tattoo generation of course those kids are probably tattooed up like crazy too oh that was another thing the tattoos but they're on their legs well that's it... me too though you know i, I prefer tattoos on my legs I... oh you do Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. It, that's interesting. See, I'd never see like you'd see these people. They wouldn't have any tattoos in their arms or or anything, but they'd have that. The legs would be almost covered. So see, I like, don't have anything below my elbows. Okay, I mean, I get it. It's Florida. Right, I have some I, of my shoulders and arms, but I don't have anything below my elbows. And I'm, I really, I'm actually hope to finish sleeving my one leg. Not like well, maybe not like a total sleeve, but yeah, my my right leg is. You mean a sock? 
Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Be a sleeve, right? But I have both legs. Yeah, I have both legs. I, I don't know. I like I like the leg thing too. I don't well, know. I don't know. Maybe you'd have fit I don't it in there. Jeans and you could still fit in with polite society. I don't know, but I usually wear shorts like six months of the year. So. Yeah, so I mean, I'm guessing again, it's Florida, so I guess they wear shorts all year round, right? So they're showing off their bad tattoos. It was it was fine. Yeah. Right? So, um, but it's just, okay. So. I think I told you this the other day because I I thought it was clever, but uh, back in my day, okay, GBH, punk rock, right? Yeah, that, yeah. They had that one song, Leather, Bristles, Studs, and Acne. That's what oh, yeah. punk rockers were. This yep. was shorts, beards, patches, and piercings. That's that's that's, <laughs> that's that's what this was. And way too many people hugging each other. <laughs> I, I have never seen so many guys hugging each other. It was insane. I... I I, all I can assume is they only drink one time of the year, and that's this over this three day period. So they were all drunk, and they were all fucking wearing beards, and they were all hugging each other constantly. It's, so it's so funny, man, because you're you're talking about my local scene so much too, because ah. they're they're all huggers, and it is it is strange, you know. Because I, 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 you know, I have I have a friend that go to shows. We've been friends for forty years. We we don't we don't hug. We don't shake hands. We don't do anything. It's like we're so close. We don't even need to do any of that stuff, you know. And the fact of the matter is, you and I have got together several times, and it's just you know a handshake. That's just how how it is, right? Yeah, I mean, we've become pretty good friends over the last couple yeah. of years, and I, you know, it's just, I, I'm glad we don't, and now we know we don't have to take it to the next level. <laughs> yeah, I'm, gl- I'm, I'm glad to learn that because the first hug is always the most awkward. Oh, dude, I can tell you, back in the day in Liverpool, if someone I tried to hug at somebody, they just got a punch in the face. You get that, the wrong impression. <laughs> they got punched in the face. I mean, that there's, well, no, there's it, no doubt it, about you it. You know, like I said, that's the local scene here. It's so funny, the short beards and the hugging, and I remember, yeah, and and. and the older guys don't do it, yeah, but the, but the younger guys do, and I've so I've sort of kind of gotten used to it where it doesn't bother me, but it is sort of a strange, you know, I grew up, even even when I was growing up, like, it's funny as you get older, like, you know, you, I, I didn't really hug my parents or anything, I mean, we were all, we were very, we were a normal family, we weren't, you know, we still are normal. We all get along great, but we just, we, I just, I don't know. Maybe we weren't that affectionate. I, I where, don't know. where are you going with this, buddy? This I don't got, know. It's going to get weird. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, I've been, yeah. I've been, I, really, I've been thinking too much about hugging, huh? I mean, I'm guessing, I'm guessing it. But all... anyway, now my parents are older. I, I don't mind giving my mom a hug, you know? Ah, well, that's good. You should hug your mom. That's good. But, but don't hug the guys at the punk rock show, all right? Because I'm guessing back at Motorhead show back in the day, you weren't hugging anybody. That's, you know... Yeah. You, well, yeah. You know, and even, and I'm not even talking about like the, the handshake pat on the back, the sort of half, half yeah. bro hug. That's fine. I'm talking like a regular. These people were like hanging on each other all night. I mean, no, I I I couldn't figure out what. The, in fact, I spent a lot of the against me show just staring at the people, just trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Yeah, and and also another thing I want to say, listen, these band T-shirts these days. Listen, bands back <laughs> in the day, the Black Flag logo, the Circle Jerks logo. Those guys came up with that stuff, right? They were they were artistic and they were artists and they and they designed this stuff from scratch. These days, just taking your band logo and doing it in the same style is not ironic and it's not clever. It's just fucking lazy. So this goes to show that the bands who originated these things don't have enough money to hire a lawyer. Right, exactly, right. So okay, so that's not ironic or clever, and neither is wearing a fucking Britney Spears T-shirt or an Avril Lavigne T-shirt. It's not ironic. It's not ironic, and it's not clever. It's stupid, and you look stupid. Just don't do it. Okay, there you go. <laughs> How's that? Yeah, it makes you makes you seem very youthful and understanding. But yeah. no, I'm 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 with you on all that stuff. I don't. Uh, 
yeah. I sound but, like I sound like you, you used to watch Seinfeld, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know the famous Festivus episode where George's dad is like, I've got beef with you people and you're gonna hear about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's me. There you go. Yeah. Take it out on the take it out on the fest crowd. But it, to, to, okay, too but to bring it full circle, when you I don't know, Monday or whatever and I talked to you, you said it was a wonderful three days. I, I it was a it was a yes, I had a <laughs> the bands were very punctual. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes to make for a great three days. Well, I tell you what, I tell you what, because it was snowing when I took off. It was snowing here, and when the plane was delayed an hour because it had to be de-iced in November. So yeah. just just being down there wasn't in the warm even, weather wasn't it, wasn't it wasn't it October thirty first? It was. Oh, you're right. It was Halloween. It was Halloween with the day I left. Yeah. So that where you go. That's a very very early snowfall. So but just 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 being down there where you could actually you know wear a t-shirt was uh, was amazing to be you honest. Get to your get to your buddy. You don't get to see you very often. Right. Right. And uh, and Gainesville. Gainesville is a nice town. And I had a. I, I mean, I did have a good time. There was just some things that I just don't recognize what the scene is anymore. I don't and, recognize. And, what and, no, I totally anymore. get that. But you also said. If I go back next year, so it's certainly something you're at least you would consider. Well, if I, yeah, if I do, yes. Well, I'll be going down because I go down to see my friend, right? And I go down to skate as well. So if I'm going down, I may as well go down to a fest and see some. Assuming there's some bands that are gonna that are gonna be good next year. Um, well, but there's always some stuff, but it's not it's not designed for us. Like I said, I think it's designed for that 35 year old. Well, I'm wondering. Proud. Yeah, yeah. I, and they the, drink yeah. like maniacs. I don't know about the only time of year they drink, but I know that was always a big component of it. The PBR, it's just people just guzzling. Do the P- well. See, here's here's where I think it is though, because you know I, I come from a drinking culture, right? So we yep. we got used to it from a very early age, and it's not that big of a deal and you just drink it's like eating it's like it's it's what you do yeah. whereas these people just seem to be drinking to get drunk which is like what a binge, like a, fi- like a 15 yeah. year old does so yeah. either that or they would just this is their one this is the one three they lay it let out for the year and so they were just drinking as much as they possibly can. They got young young kids at home yep. and wives, and they're just yeah. Yeah, and everybody seems to know each other, and everyone's hugging and you know whatever. What what was the so what what do you think what was the ratio men to women? Um, I would say about 70, 30 men. So maybe a few more women than the average punk show. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But like you said, I think like... It's better than an average hardcore show where well, it's like nine to one, right? Right. I th- well, I think Against Me draws a very different crowd, right? So like you were just, yeah. like you were saying before. And talking of that, do you want to, do you want to play something real fast and then we'll, then we'll wrap up this ang- anger fest? Yeah, let's, uh, let's do it. You know, okay. So yeah, you want to, you want to talk about the way punk should sound, Neil? Let's... Let's play. I'm gonna play one of my very favorite bands, and I know I mentioned it a week or two ago. Is, is Negative Approach. Let's play Negative Approach, Ready to Fight from their great self-titled seven-inch record, ten-song seven-inch. Uh, Negative Approach, Ready to Fight. Love it. We won't take any shit.
So that was negative approach, ready to fight. Is that? Is that, that was my. That's, my... <laughs> that's a negative approach calling. Asking for some. Asking for some money. Oh, it's my son. That's a very jolly ringtone you have there. <laughs> it's my son. He's okay. calling. Say, are you coming to pick us up or what? And I told him I had my daughter go pick him up. Um, that's my ringtone. So, so I have a job where I'm on call for work sometimes, mm-hmm. and uh, it has to wake me up. So I don't oh, sleep yeah. on my phone. You know, I'm not from that generation. So, um, yeah, it has to wake me up. But I, I actually was just, I'm on call for work right now, and I was afraid it was going to be a work call. But it was my son, and he needs to be picked up, and my daughter is going to pick him up. So I'm going to send him a text. Okay. Um, okay, so last but not least, before we, before we wrap up episode number three of Punk Till I Die... We are available. We'll remind people that we're available at Punk Till I Die seventy seven at Gmail. Once this finally gets out there and circulating, yes, yeah, send us uh, emails. Um, yes, send us email. I, I mean, I, I know, I just know, I said it wrong when I talked about the the sexualizing of of the young women because no, I don't mean to come across no, you as insensitive because I, I know, but it's it's we live in such a sense. Everybody's so freaking sensitive, you know. And like I said, you and I both have young adult daughters, so I I think at least we're at least somewhat sensitive to to that idea. And you know, the, it's it is strange, man, having a young adult daughter because yeah, they're adults, right? Right. And we're we're red blooded man men, damn it. Well, and I'm sorry, the Halloween costumes are ridiculous. Oh, I, I mean, they're completely sexualized, we, we, right? No one's just dressed up was, as a hostess or something. When I was gone last weekend, we sat and drank at a bar in South Bend or Mishawaka or whatever it was, South Bend, I think, Indiana. And there was a heavy metal show going on upstairs, and it was the same thing. It was like, oh, my God, there's ass cheeks. And yeah. I was I was with I was with Mrs. Trauma, who's, you know, pretty understanding. <laughs> Been watching me, watching my eyes wander for <laughs> 25 years now. <laughs> Mrs. Trauma. Love it. But uh, yeah. Yeah, she loves it too. But uh, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, we didn't go to the show. I could just hear the ground shaking, the the earth earthquaking above. So anyway, so so for this this round of, of uh, you know, forcing each other to listen to something a little unusual for us or out of our comfort zone or something new or whatever, I had you listen to Bong Mountain, who was at Fest, I yes. think for about the third time. Now, let me preface this by saying these, this is a local Grand Rapids band, and I know a couple of the guys from pretty decently. So they're one of those bands, if, they're from, if they were from you know Champaign, Illinois or something, I probably wouldn't have heard them. And if I did, I probably wouldn't have given them the time it takes to get to appreciate them. Right. But because they're a local band, and I've, and I've seen them live a handful of times and, and whatever else, and I like the guys – I really like the band, but it's definitely not in my normal wheelhouse. Right. So, so what? What, what did you think about it? Um, maybe it was like the worst time that you could have had me listen to a band like this because this was <laughs> this was like like almost everything that was happening at fest that I didn't like. Um, uh, yes. I didn't. So I should have had you listen to Negative Approach. I did. I I did give it a fair chance. I listened to the whole album twice on the plane, and um, I I just have to say. Uh, let me put it this way. I think I preferred the stuff you had me listen to last week. <laughs> Just regardless, Ooh, I think. More aggressive, right? Um, yeah, I mean, all it seemed to me, and maybe I'm not getting it. All it seemed to me to be was a guy doing the vocals, just talking about whatever happened to him in a day. And then some <laughs> other guys just playing some odd shit behind him. 
it's that's funny what it's, I think that's they what have it's some really like. great, I think they have some really great riffs and I think it, it, Chris the main singer songwriter is I think he's a really talented songwriter but I, I I can get that it's definitely yeah I mean they didn't sound, they didn't seem like songs to me they just seemed like him talking huh. and then playing a bunch of stuff behind him and it's sort of yeah, it, it definitely is sort of melancholy. Yeah, like I said, they they produce pretty good sing alongs when you see them live. Well, maybe I'll maybe I'll give it another maybe I'll give it another well, shot. No, but... you listen, you, listen, Neil, you you only have so many more records you can listen to before you go tits up. So you might as well just only listen to what you want. Well, so being on the plane, it can be annoying sometimes too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe that wasn't the the fairest way of doing it. But yeah, uh, I did listen to. But, you know, we, I, we, I know we joked about this, but really, you know, I we, I mean, I just life's too short at this point to listen to stuff that's. Yeah. If it doesn't grab you, there's just no point. Okay. You might as well throw on Nevermind the Bollocks again. So, well, did, talking about Nevermind the Bollocks, did you did you give Ultravox his first album a listen? I, I, I did, and and it's it wasn't what I expected. I don't even know what I expected, honestly. Ah, uh, yeah, it's not right. It's uh, very different, right? So, so there's, you know, the name Ultravox just sounds like a shiny. I don't know, like it should have an electronic element or something to it. And that's but and that's what they became later on. Okay, I would say you know the the thing I will say I liked about it was it had some big giant fifty style uh, like guitar hooks. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. And I really like that. So it, I mean, you call that rockabilly? What do you call that? I mean, no. it's, it's not really punk. Well, I mean, you know, they they actually predate punk because they were going from like seventy five, seventy six, and they have a they have, they have a guy playing freaking. Um, Oh, I don't know. They have all kinds of instruments in there, right? But they have, uh, they do have some electronica, but not as much as they did in the second and third album when they started doing becoming a lot more electric. Mm. But they have some guy playing violin, I believe, on that first album, and so it's a real mix of like mid period glam with yeah, a short, couple of. I mean, only was seven. I mean, not short. The songs are long. Some of them were, but yeah. Was, some, what, some of the songs were long. Seven songs or something on the first record. Uh, about ten, sure. I think. Sure. I think 10. Oh, yeah. I only got seven of them. So like Saturday Night in the City of the Dead is the first song, which is a great yep, song, yep. I think. Yep. Um, that's got the great rockabilly hook in it. The great, yeah. like... Yeah, it does. That that that's true. That so it it is real a real mix, right? Because then they have some really long, like almost like Bowie esque kind of glam songs on it's, there. It's too. not it's not aggressive enough to really be in my wheelhouse. Um, but it, you know it was, it was okay. I don't think they're going to become my favorite band, but I did I didn't dislike it. The second album is more punky. Um, okay. but I wanted to give you kind of an interesting introduction because that, like they became more of a traditional punky 77 style sound, but this first album is not that at all. What, so. what year was that? First the first album? album is 76. Okay. Yeah. So just on the cusp of punk. Yeah. Which you, which, which, which you can tell by the fashions they're wearing on the cover. Like Be curious to know that. if they changed it to try to chase the fad or if it just was a natural... <laughs> Well, they were there. Okay, they were. Well, you remember. Well, you don't remember, but you know how it was in like seventy six, seventy seven, right? They'd have all these disparate bands that it might have been pub rock bands, or they might have been glam oh, bands, yeah. or whatever. They kinda... But they all just started throwing some punk stuff in there. But they were different enough that they got embraced. Because there was money. There was it, well, money getting thrown around. Well, I, I, I'm not even saying that. What I'm thinking is they were embraced by the scene because they were different to everything else that was out there at the time. So, like the Stranglers, you know, they're not a traditional punk band, but they got thrown in with it because they didn't sound like anything else at the time, and they. Were were aggressive and they were mean right so mm. um 
you know anything avant-garde or outrageous got thrown into the under the mm. punk under the punk umbrella and that was ultravox for sure but then like i say they were ultravox with the exclamation point and after three albums that was gone and so was the lead singer and then they became a lot more mainstream and just doing electronic slushy pop songs so mm. yeah anyway i'm glad you listened to it i'm glad you gave it a gave it a go so what so what 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 do you what do you think for the next week? Actually, I don't you tell me you tell me what I should listen to first and I'll think of something for you. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give you something I think you'll like because I've haven't been particularly kind to you. About first, bloody time. The first couple of weeks. So, <laughs> I know I've mentioned this band to you before. They were a Michigan band uh from the Detroit Ann Arbor area, made some great killer 7-inch singles and a couple of good albums too. Very aggressive. Definitely a, a a hardcore band, but not a hardcore like you know, not a metal hardcore band, a, a hardcore punk band. They're called State. State. And their debut EP, I think, it was real early eighties. I'm not sure what year. Was called No Illusions. So just State, like seven seven S-T-A-T-E. songs. Seven no songs. Illusions. It's okay. all about eight minutes long. All right. No illusions. Yeah. State. No illusions. Okay. This is. I mean, this is the kind of music that I love finding. Okay. These great. Midwestern hardcore bands maybe put out a seven inch, you know, probably only made a couple hundred copies of it, but somebody found it later and decided that it was worth, mm-hmm. you know, getting back out there. I think I think the most recent version is on Havoc Records, which is a cool hardcore label out of Minneapolis. I think. Okay. So anyway, check out State No Illusions if you can find it. I think you should be able to. I know if it's on YouTube, if nothing else. Okay. Then you know what I'm going to throw a different kind of genre at you. I'm going to throw. Oh, um, I'm going to throw. Country. No, no, no. I'm going to throw uh, the original Psychobilly band at you. I'm okay. going to throw the Meteors. Have oh you... yeah, yeah. You know that's a band. I know the name, but I've never, I've never listened to them. Yeah. Cool. So um, what's the what's the LP? Uh, let's or EP which one, or whatever. Which one should I give you? Should I give you the classic first album or the most or the more pop? Yeah, I'm going to give you the first album. It's called In Heaven. Always good to start with the first album. Yep, in heaven, the meteors. It's the first album. I think it was from, jeez, uh, what year was that from? Eighty one, maybe. Yeah, what, 80, where, what country are the meteors from? Oh, they're from London. Okay, they're from London. They were originally formed in like seventy nine, I think. But um, and they termed the, the I mean, the a lot of people say the Cramps were the first psychobilly band, but they didn't really call themselves that. The meteors basically. Um, the meteors were basically, yeah, the invas basically invented the genre, right? Because then all these other psychobilly bands all started coming out of London in like eighty three, eighty four, eighty five. So, because um, I know when they were like a lot of the, I swear a lot of like the Swedish bands when they were having that like early two thousand sort of garage rock revival thing, I swear that was one of the bands that was always getting name dropped. Oh no, no doubt, yeah, and there's actually a lot of like. Um, Swedish psychobilly bands and stuff like that, and yeah, German, yeah. German psychobilly bands. And in fact, the Meteors are still going. Um, like the main, it's a three. It's always it's always been a three piece. So every main, every psychobilly or no, well, I shouldn't say that because the Cramps had four, but every freaking rockabilly band is a three piece, right? Right. You got you got to play stand up. Like your, your guitar, your yeah. bass, and your drums. That's yeah, it. yeah. Which is great. That's why it's that's why it's so pure, right? Well, no, but some of those German ones, like in the mid '80s, like Mad Sin and shit, might have like six guys on stage, oh. which kind of ruined the whole thing. <laughs> Saxophone or whatever. Yeah. But uh, um, yeah, in heaven, the meteors, nineteen eighty one, the classic first album, uh, which you know it might sound slow to you today, and that's the interesting thing about it. But at the time, it was uh, kind of revolutionary. So, and it was, yeah. Cool. So hopefully, you'll, hopefully you'll enjoy it. Yeah. 
Cool. I'll check it out. All, All right. right. Sounds good. So once again, punk till I die 77 at gmail.com. And we will talk to you soon. Yeah. Bye bye, everybody. Ooh, actually, before I go, there was uh, one thing I wanted to mention because I looked it up. I guess I was massively wrong, and the uh, capacity to the Bow Diddley Plaza is actually closer to 4,000, not 500, as I said. So I was uh, very, very wrong on that one. Um, all I'll say is it does, even though it's 4,000, it does feel very intimate because of the small grassy area in front of the stage, but then it does get wider on the sides and at the back. So anyway, I got that massively wrong. Okay, bye. <laughs>